0: Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, 22 is underway, man. Getting some episodes launched. It's crazy. We're like a month in already.
1: It's going to go by fast, I have
0: a feeling. The older you get, the faster the time goes because I think it's your busier. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks, but it's it's good, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if that's good. Hey, It gets you to whitetail season faster. <laughs> that's one way to look <laughs> at it. <laughs> and then the whitetail season goes by. What normally feels like a, it's like a three-and-a-half-month season. It's like... It feels like three weeks, honestly. It it does seem to go by faster every year. It's like, son of a bitch. Uh, The podcast is presented by Elite Archery, uh, code WCB. Um, Again, if you come to see us at a trade show, we're doing an Envision giveaway. Um, But if not, code WCB, ship to a local dealer, support us, support Elite, support your local dealer. Um, Everybody wins. I I love that setup that they have. Um, It's genius, really, I think. Um, Spy Point Trail Cams. Man, the the new Flex that they launch ATA, is going to, I think, change the outlook on SpyPoint. I think it's a camera that's going to have something for everybody at a very fair price point.
1: Yeah, that's Uh, a quality camera for the money. I mean, that's going to be a good value. I'm excited to be running about half a dozen of those this year.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to use them, and we'll keep you guys updated Once once we get them in our hands. We'll give, like, basically live reports every week. As we go, because at that point, once trade shows are over, like we'll be caught up back to like weekly episodes and stuff like that. So, uh, bear with us. I don't know if it matters really as the to the listener that podcast lands not always exactly real time. It's always a little delayed anyway because it's not live. Um, but we'll get there. But yeah, just keep a lookout for that camera when that launches because that's going to be real big. Um, Slick trick broadheads. A lot of questions on my mountain line. What head I shot? And I shot it with a Raptor trick. And it like old bones, you have to do some sewing, <laughs> just say that it's hard to beat the raptor trick. it's just a solid head, man, it flies good, it uh smacked the tree on the other side of the cat and completely blew out my light and knock. <laughs> like, I didn't even notice it until I got back, and there's no light of knock. like it just descended. it just went through and in the video when you I can hear the tree getting smacked. But I think that's what made that weird sound, and we'll get into that podcast where I break down the shot. But yeah, uh, Trey goes, you got a good killer broadhead on that thing, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's good. So as long as I hit it right, you know. Uh, but code WCB at Slick Trick uh, Loophole Optics um, again doing another giveaway at the trade shows with Loophole. I think we're doing uh, some performance eyewear and some ten by forty two binos. Um, don't have that that fear of FOMO. Don't forget
1: your binos like some of our good buddies forget them. Austin's got the performance eyewear in hand right now. Love these things. They look cool. And, man, when it's bright in the wintertime, I don't leave home without them. Those things are nice.
0: Don't suffer from snow blindness. (laughs) Loophole, performance eyewear. (laughs) That should be their slogan. (laughs) They're just like, God damn, why do we sponsor these fucking guys? (laughs) Um, They are awesome. It's the only pair of sunglasses I carry. It's the only pair that I haven't smashed it seems like every time I get drunk and break them. Yeah. I'll be honest. And I haven't done that to. I have three pairs now, and I keep a pair in my wife's car, and I keep two in my truck for a homie. I don't want
1: my my homie to have snow blindness. That's stinking, man. That's nice. I'm a good friend. I'm, um, I'm a farmer. I'm pretty hard on these things. I can't. I like them enough that I wear them to work and play in. And they're, yeah. they're holding. They're holding up. These things are badass. I like them. Yeah, if you've ever bought any like high end.
0: Sunglasses, which I never have before. I bought a pair of Ray-Bans once, Mm -hmm. and I smashed them on accident. Yeah,
1: I've had Oakley's and everything. These things are taking the punishment a lot better than my Oakley's did. Yeah. Well, let's let's be honest. Oakley's are designed for
0: douchebags. I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't really believe that. (laughs) (laughs) We just pissed off about half the listeners. (laughs) I know. Oakley's are really nice. I'm just mad because I never had a pair of Oakley's. But uh, I, I didn't actually mean that. But if you wear white sunglasses upside down on your hat. Not cool. Time to consider some things. <laughs> All right. I'm kidding about that, too. I didn't mean it. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> I can't help what I do. <laughs> but that's pretty funny. But it's the truth.
1: Hey, Oakley's or pit vipers. What's better? Oh, man, I'm going Oakley's because I was into the Oakley's when I was younger. So,
0: yeah, I don't know. I guess, I don't know what Oakley's has. Pit vipers are, you know, popular. I don't know why, but they're kind of funny.
1: Uh, isn't it like a requirement to
0: have a mullet if you have pit vipers? Is pit vipers I probably, but is pit vipers a joke? Is it a joke why people wear them? I don't know. I've never went down that rabbit hole. Just get a pair of loophole performance eyewear, and we don't make even, it easy on yourself. Just make it easy. Don't keep the ladies guessing what the <laughs> fuck your personality yeah, is. Don't don't be a joke. Be for real. Be for real. Loophole performance eyewear. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do some more plugs in them. They're going to use that in a commercial, I think, for sure. Uh, Camelfire. Uh, let's get on Camelfire. Well, you know what? Go to com. check out what they have available. Um, like the other day, we pulled it up. They had trail cam accessories, like up to like 40-some percent off or even better than that. Um, but it's just random. It's not always one set thing. It can be any hunting, outdoor-related products at crazy discounts, and the deal's time out, and they refresh, and there's new stuff. Um, Doug's famous saying for camouflage: delete your browser history so your wife doesn't know where you're shopping. <laughs> Old Barn Taxidermy, uh, like I said earlier, they're going to have to do some sewing on that kitty that I shot in Wyoming. Um, Ross's full mount looks amazing. My mule deer's there. Uh, my one of my white tails from this year's there. I
1: Actually, can get into that doe that I shot mounted. Um, you're getting man. You're giving them some work this year. What two two white tails, three white tails, counting the doe, the muley, the cat. So I have a coyote there. I have
0: my mule deer there. I have my first white tail there. My second white tail is getting euroed. The doe and my mountain lion. That's keeping them busy. Sorry, right, guys slowing everybody else up we love you do <laughs> my <laughs> shit last i don't care and kurt's rolling in the house <laughs> just like yeah can you mount this <laughs> it's a squirrel yeah, i need it <laughs> um Stint Crusher is another partner of ours um you've heard us talk about it a long time dan drake's awesome dude always uh kind Of pushing the brink of innovation and ozone technology and a convenient package for hunters. Um, no code for scent crusher, uh, but check out scentcrusher.com and look at some of the new things they have rolling out for 22. Um, then big time start thinking about your food plot plans now. Don't wait until a week before and then be trying to rush shipping like I do when being unprepared. Yeah, and the way COVID's treating us this year, I'd be getting my stuff ahead of time, anyways. Yep. Use our code WCB2022. Figure out what you want to do for your food plots and get it mapped out. Um, I'm going to think outside the box a little bit. I'm going to try to do the, like, engineer the
1: plot for deer as far as, like, Uh, structure of the plot
0: shapes of the plot stuff
1: like that and realistically like we're coming up on this frost seeding period be in march when the ground's starting to thaw Mm -hmm. Uh, if you got some bare dirt or some ground that doesn't have a lot of debris in it and you want a nice clover plot going going there's not a better time to get in there broadcast some clover in it that frost and that snow is going to put that seed in and your work's done it's easy peasy i'm going to do that yeah
0: this year do you, when you do that, um, do you have to technically like drive over it with like a? No, just
1: that's that's what's cool about it. Like if as long as there's not a lot of debris on the ground and you can get some soil contact, mm-hmm. you go in there with a hand broadcaster, broadcast your plot, and you come back in April and it's freaking a green carpet. Awesome.
0: Okay, that's good. To know. I'm gonna try that this year. But start thinking about your food plots. If you can do supplemental feed in your state, that's great too. Um, they got you covered there as well. Um, so this episode is gonna be a fun one um Kaler shot a slob yes he did out at your place yes he did and uh, the story's awesome
1: yeah that was that was the big one i wanted to take off that farm and Kayler got to be the lucky guy that got it done good dude i'm happy for him and it, like what i love most is like he appreciates that deer to i, I don't even think really you can describe how much he appreciates yeah. that He deer. said it was his dream buck he likes big eights and he likes clean deer and that deer was both So did he rebook
0: with you for another hunt? He will be coming back next year. He
1: is? Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Caleb's a good dude. Hope you guys enjoy his story. And thanks for supporting us. Uh, You know, we need it now more than ever. We're we're growing and things are changing for, I think, for the better. So we appreciate you all sticking with us. And, you know, even though, yeah, there's commercials and ads on some of these episodes, I know a lot of you guys that listen to other podcasts, this is a thing for free content. Everybody hears it. And some people will bitch about it, and that's fine. But, uh, you know, this takes up a lot of our time and it's something we got to do and we're working with companies we truly believe in. So if you do listen to the ads and support our partners, it's really, really, really appreciated from our end. And I know our partners appreciate it, too. Um, so just had to say that, you know, every now and then you get somebody bitching like, well, you did eight minutes of ads. What's well,
1: like? Well, fuck you. You ever listen to the radio? Yeah, but our ads are fun. We try to keep it real and we try. have fun with them. And yeah, yeah, I think people enjoy the ads, too.
0: I hope so. We'll see. Um, you always get the the dudes who don't know what the fuck's really going on and move understand along. the work. Move around, <laughs> move around. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for being here.
1: Work. Work class. One, two, Quiet.
2: Work class, class. It
0: is the Working Class bow hunter Podcast. If you didn't get that from the intro, that's 48 minutes long. Uh, Thank you for being here. Uh, We appreciate the support lately. Shout out to everybody on our Patreon. Uh, It's uh, me and Mr. Austin Chandler. We're leading the front as hosts on this episode. Man, where's everybody at? Doug, again, still on this episode, has licked too many bot fly holes. Hate to see it. You hate... (laughs) that's bot fly holes for you people at home that well, slow
1: it down bot fly
0: bot fly that's uh the holes and antlers that bot flies tend to make um like on your 190 for example mm-hmm. um there's a big bot fly hole
1: we got to have a shirt that says let me see your bot fly hole i don't know if we need that shirt with a big antler with a bot fly hole in the back of it
0: i don't think we need that shirt
1: <laughs> i mean yeah it'd be
0: great but i just don't know how well it'd i think do. it'd sell like a hot cake you do, I do. Let me see your bot fly home. If another podcast aware, takes right? that, okay. we're we're coming at you with a lawsuit. I already have our lawyer in action. <laughs> <laughs> He's prepared. Taylor, how's it going? Thanks for being here.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're here, man, and you're here for good reason.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Listen for a long time, and
0: this is your first like actual guest appearance, isn't
2: it? This is my first time sitting in on a podcast, being on a podcast.
0: We said it on Drexel's podcast.
2: Yeah, well, that doesn't count.
0: He's kind of... You're kind of co-hosting on this. A little bit. A little bit. And then Herm's in here. We got him on a working mic. I'm here. See, that one works. (laughs) I don't know what was up with that other one. Turned it on for him. I had the shy filter on, I think, on the last episode we did with you guys. (laughs) And we have this giant specimen of a freaking eight-pointer at the end of the studio table. And what aggravates me about it is... And this is the only thing that aggravates me about it is that it doesn't look as big as it is in person. Yeah. Hey, Hermie, pull that thing right up to you and get her in there. Need help? Oh, we're messing up Or Oh, he's holding it up. There it is. <laughs> See, it it just doesn't look. As, it, so, this is going to be a video podcast. It doesn't look as big. He's a hard deer to take pictures of. It didn't, dude. I saw. So, we're going to get into the whole story. We're going to do the whole thing. But pictures that post online of your buck, Taylor, it just did. It's big, right? But it's not big, big. You might have a hard time getting her back on that old uh, Boone and Crockett whiskey bottle. <laughs> She's slippery. They need to make the Boone and Crockett whiskey
1: bottle grippy so it can hold a skull plate. Here, I'll grab. Yeah. It. Why don't they just make an antler holder on that thing? For Christ's sakes,
0: that's actually a, a solid move.
1: No, it's a it's a massive eight pointer, dude. Um, pretty cool story. No, no more, no longer than what we knew the deer, but ended up being. Making for a pretty epic hunt for you. Yeah,
2: it was yeah. it was a blast, and anyone that knows me knows that I like typicals more than non typicals and big eights on top, but so this is really my dream deer if 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 I had one.
1: I don't know how you're gonna beat him. I don't think
2: I can. <laughs> Not with an eight at least.
0: So this story doesn't really start with you. Not at all. So it's time to interview Austin. What's up? The host becomes the guest.
1: I got a little piece of the puzzle here. Let's talk about it. Well, I started outfitting three years ago. Um, It's allowed me to buy some rougher farm ground that I wouldn't normally be able to afford. But now that I'm leasing some hunts, running some hunters on it, it lets me uh, buy some ground with some non-tillable acres. So this Primo piece, it hadn't even hit the market yet, actually. It was getting ready to hit the market the next day. And I found out about it, and I drove around the property, and I knew the history of the deer that had come from surrounding farms. I'm friends with a couple of the guys that hunt the area. And I honestly didn't even step foot out of the truck. I made one circle, and I said, full asking price. Let's just get this thing bought for it even hits the market. Mm -hmm. So I knew the guy selling the farm, um, got the deal done, and I've got this new tremendous whitetail farm. So very excited I think I actually put cameras up before I even owned the farm. I talked to the farmer that owned it. I said, do you care if I hang some cameras? Like, no, man, go ahead. It's your farm now. So got cameras hung and three or four megas on it within the first 15 days. Mm -hmm. And one of the megas was this deer. Um, Super wide. I get a couple really good pictures of him. He's hitting bean stubble going back into bed and the one, it's in the daylight. And you can just see... Shorter tines, but humongous brow tines, and probably 22, 23 inches wide. Mm-hmm. Just a bulldozer. So I was pretty pumped to get that picture. Yeah. Um, And then it came shed season. And you actually got to join us on that little shed hunting party we had. At, what did we have, 10? Probably 10 people?
0: I don't know. It was a good time. My brother-in-law was with. Casey, uh, queer for deer, was with us. Um, <laughs> yeah, we went out and... <clears throat> basically just having having a good time yep you know went out with a couple beers in the carhartt pockets and
1: well i was excited because i just bought the farm so i'm amped up i mean this is my dream whitetail farm Mm -hmm. and i finally get to share it with some guys you know i've been talking to you guys about it so we got to we got to put boots on the farm and look for some antlers and we had fun and we did well yeah i don't what did we
0: find probably 15 20 sheds well i didn't find any if you if you're counting um yeah, I, I think so. We swiped up a couple. I, w- I was always next to people when they found them. That was yeah. fun for me, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's typical. Um, Casey was all queer for deer and got ahead of me a little bit. And are we up to this point of the story? I think we are, yeah. <clears throat> so we get out. We hop out of the – I
1: think we were in, we're in Ross's Ranger. I wasn't with you. I was meeting you. I come from the west side of the farm working oh. towards the middle, and <clears throat> you guys took the Ranger in, and then we kind of met. Yeah, it was,
0: it was me, Ross, and Queer for Deer were all in the ranger, and we get up there and hop out. I'm like, all right, loading the car. You know how you load your car pockets full of bush lights and mm-hmm. whatever other kind of beverages you like to drink? Enjoying the beautiful day. It was just a crisp, like, late winter day. It was
1: starting to get muddy. It's just the frost was starting to come out of the ground, warm, yeah. just a beautiful day.
0: It was just nice. Yep. So I'm I'm looking in the tall grass over here. Like, you know, I always think, channel my inner Dana Pace. Looks bucky everywhere, doesn't it? Looks bucky everywhere. So I'm like looking for some glowing white rack, you know, to be in wherever, you know, you just pitch shed antlers. And Casey's like, goes the other way in the field pretty much, like in the open, mm-hmm. finds these two just glorious sheds. And she's all like, again, getting queer for deer, which I don't blame her. I got queer for deer for a little bit there. And she pulls up these freaking, is that, a, is that harsh to say? Is that not a thing?
1: It's kind of harsh, but I think our audience is going to be okay with it.
0: Is queer offensive? I'm I, being fun with it, right?
1: Is that We're we're having fun. We're not trying to be offensive.
0: Casey's our friend, and she's cool with it. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I didn't know. I thought I was like, man, maybe that is harsh. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm being silly. I don't actually believe in what I'm saying. So we, we she finds these awesome sheds, and I'm like, you bitch like i was gonna go that way and you went ahead of me <laughs> it don't matter either way i was stoked for her but i'm like holy crap these are awesome sheds you know and just mondos like uh well hey they're sitting on the freaking yeah, we, table we right got here. them
1: right here the brow tines are unlike anything i've ever seen on a white them up will
0: you pick pick them up the why don't you handle them a little bit
1: so this would be his left side do they like grew because i remember them being big Well, we got drunk that night up in my man cave and we scored him. And I was guessing like 148. Yeah. And you were like, Yeah, he's 50s. I'm like, I don't think so. We ended up going 155 last year. Did I measure him? You did. I was drunk. (laughs) So this deer has like this brow tine's over 10 inches on the, and the other one's right at 10. Um, yeah, it's insane. 27-inch beams. You we
0: could to, cut that brow time off, make a Damascus knife, and spam the internet with that thing.
1: It's insane. Bl- bladed, I mean, just freaking wild. <clears throat> so after scoring him, I'm like, damn, that's a mid-50s eight. Like, what's he going to turn into? And Casey actually showed me where she picked the antlers up. He jumped a fence. He you could tell from the direction which side of the fence he was laying on. He come out of bed, he jumped this fence. I actually think one of the antlers might have been a hanger, so we should, <laughs> we should get right. a picture of it for social media. Well, wasn't but we there
0: an old ladder stand over there? There's an or old something? ladder stand right.
1: right next to it. Kaylor, I don't know if you could see it from where you were sitting or not, but no, it was real, real close to you. But, um, so these sheds are laying within 10 yards of each other. hmm. So that automatically gives you one piece of the puzzle. You know, in the late season, that deer liked that farm, and specifically, he jumped the fence right there, so you know exactly where he's crossing. So mm-hmm. gives you a little piece of the puzzle there. Um, so the prep work began on that farm. I picked up another shed of a giant that was down there, and I actually think my first hunter that killed that big one first, he could end up killing that deer. Um and then there were two or three other really nice deer down there, but the prep work started and this was kind of the whitetail that I was focused on. Like this was the one I was excited to see. Mm-hmm. So planted food plots, um, put in switchgrass that actually ended up failing on me. So I got to get down there this spring and do it again, but did a lot of work in anticipation of this deer and never got a picture of him. Um, all summer, never saw him, uh, clear up in October, November, I've never saw him through the rut. And we had some buddies back in town filming a hunting show uh, called Hunt Wars. You might have heard of it. Mm -hmm. And they filmed a really good eight, and they told me, they're like, man, we just saw this really, really big eight. I'm like, well, that's kind of got my interest peaked because I haven't seen a really big eight. Let me see the video. And we watched it, and I just about shit. I'm like, oh, (laughs) my God, that's my boy. That's the one I've been waiting to see down there. So it was pretty cool to see him after not getting any trail camera pictures or anything of that deer. You think he just didn't spend time on the farm? I think he was somewhere else. I think he was on a neighboring property, and as it got later, he came into his winter range, and they filmed that deer right in the same little pocket where he dropped his sheds. Mm -hmm. So there's the wheels are kind of turning right now. I'm like, okay, he's in the exact same spot where he dropped his sheds. so there's a little bit of a pattern here. And I got to back up one little piece of the puzzle i forgot to mention as i found an old shed laying out in the middle of the field probably 300 yards north of where casey picked his sheds up Mm -hmm. um and i don't know how old he was there but it is this deer you can tell the brow tines shaped the same way the beams curve in i mean it's 100% the same it's this deer i'm guessing probably at two years old and when casey found him he was probably four four years old i'm guessing
0: which is crazy to think that an antler can lay there it
1: laid in the field and production happened over the top of this antler for two years and i just was driving by and saw it laying down in a little can you hold that up just
0: in case you can see it on the video side of things
1: exact same shape of the brow tines exact same shape of the beams look at the g2 on that shed compared
0: to the g1 (laughs) it's just incredible that's what's so awesome about just deer they're just cool animals man you get that So that's
1: amazing you found that. When you found that little shed, were you like? As soon as I saw it, I'm like, holy shit, that's him. That's him as a little guy. Yeah. So uh, anyways, so they filmed him, and the wheels are turning now. So that was their last day of the hunt. And my buddy Jordan uh, Gensmer is Mm -hmm. coming down from Wisconsin. And I'm like, I'm going to get you on this big deer. So we hunted him, and Jordan actually got to see him one night. Oh, he did. I guess I didn't realize that. Jordan got to see this deer one night and uh, came out actually east of where Kaler sat, about 150 yards east of there, but come out into the same pocket and actually crossed the fence and went back into bedding that night right where he dropped the sheds. So there was a really definitive pattern happening with this deer. Mm -hmm. So Jordan went through the rest of his hunt, didn't get another encounter with him, When Jordan left, the day he left, I took a ground blind and I stuck it right where this deer had dropped his sheds, basically within 20 yards of it. And I stuck a cell camera up on this little piece of CRP um, where I figured I might catch him coming in or out of the CRP entering the field and got pictures of this deer at night. Uh, I think it was the day Kaler got there. And you can go ahead and jump in at this point, Kayler, because you kind of started hunting him at this point,
2: yeah, that would have been
0: okay, I want to can I back up a mm-hmm. little more. I'm sorry I'm to divert this story. What made you want to book a hunt with Austin?
2: just being good knowing him over the last couple of years and getting to meet him, and just came up in conversation one day, and I'm like, well, it's something i have never hunted out of state, and mm-hmm. I'd rather hunt whitetails out of state than anything else right now. It's kind of top of my list, interesting, yeah, a lot of people are mule deer, a lot of people are elk, but I got a bucket list, where I want to shoot a wall hanger boon or wall hanger whitetail in the, every state in the Midwest. It's a weird bucket list. Oh, right that's a cool a band,
0: bucket list, though. That's a bucket list you don't hear much about.
2: That's yeah, that's my top bucket list item. So now I got two <clears throat> states down, luckily. But
1: so am I ever going to see you again? You're just going to shoot one like this and ghost me?
2: Probably. I mean. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm on the, you
1: got your money. Yeah. Shut <laughs> your mouth. <laughs>
2: yeah, on the Missouri,
0: or Iowa, now. Okay, that's a cool <laughs> bucket list. I don't know if we've ever interviewed anybody with that bucket list out of almost 500 episodes
2: and well i where i live in wisconsin i'm only four minutes north of the state line so i'm right mm-hmm. in the state line area and thought about yeah you're hunting the down. fence line That's pretty, pretty much doing. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah deer are bigger on our side oh
0: um, well, you came down here and shot your biggest <laughs> buck so just shut your fucking mouth kid. <laughs>
2: um there's not a ton of public i could just you know i could get an illinois tag and go hunt public if i wanted to but there's just not a ton of it so I was gonna to have to look at somewhere to hunt, and I don't have a lot of friends that live on that other side. So yeah. Austin was my next guest there. So wise nice choice. Got to talking to him back at the Nebraska show, actually.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's generic. when it happened. Huh? He was my first client to book. Yeah, he was actually oh. the first guy to put a deposit down.
0: Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. Okay. That's I didn't know when if it happened through the garage party or if it happened at the show or whatever. But okay, cool. I was just curious. So I guess we're caught up to speed on that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're from Wisconsin and there's you know we're in the midwest i just didn't know how it all connected
2: yeah just that and you know be mutual friends and gotta start knocking the list down somewhere mm-hmm. or try to at least yeah so for sure
0: so let's talk uh coming down for this hunt i mean what are the expectations and the conversations going on between you and austin
2: well austin has been sending me a lot of chill cam pictures over the summer and getting excited and it was my first late season hunt down here, and I didn't know what to expect. I'd never hunted late season in my life. I'd never hunted in December in my life, let alone oh, go really? Yeah.
1: A lot of my clients want that hot week, right, or the hot two weeks. They want that November 1 through 20. Mm-hmm. And I told Kayler, I said, those spots are full. You know, I've already got guys that have came for years that those spots are spoken for. But I said, I don't have anybody book late season. And honestly, if you're looking at really big deer and getting— a legit opportunity to big deer late seasons about as good as it gets mm-hmm. said so if we hit their weather right these cards could fall the right way for you mm-hmm. so i talked him into a late season hunt talked me into late season and then
2: on top of it i i got to hunt my rut back at home too so i didn't miss that and mm-hmm. i knew if there's anyone that was going to know where big deer were later in the year it'd be austin or at least you know have an idea and help me get on something yeah especially with my cameras being so quiet at home this time of year. so it was nice to get out and try something different see some deer yeah Yeah. absolutely i see a lot of doles at home this year but i had some big ones early i had some good encounters but since gun season it's nothing but two and three year olds yeah changes exactly
0: Mm -hmm. so okay cool i like uh, getting up to speed a little bit i didn't want to just jump into the the thick of it here because i mean i'm not a late season guy not that i've don't think it's got its opportunity but i've like i've said before in previous podcasts i've ever hunted properties that had a lot of great late season opportunities just mostly just watching nothing
1: well you're shooting two of them in october how are you supposed to hunt the late season when you shoot two of <laughs> That's them in October? recent times
0: man recent times <laughs> i've some i came in i turned into an october guy i don't know i didn't mean for that to happen but just in the past you know i just it seemed like my late season was slow from pressure mostly neighboring yeah. pressure and just lack of food on the piece i'm hunting so it's I I would never book a place – I would now, but previously then from just my lack of late season experience. But as I go a little further into my hunting journey and realize, like, food sources and what late season can offer, now I probably would. But anyway –
2: well, the so. time's coming close now, and I was supposed to come down a day later, and I actually did, but luckily I got laid off of work, so I actually ended up coming down a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Came down a day early. He got me out right away and got out in a ground blind, and first time I've probably hunted in the ground blind in 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, and I think I saw probably five or six does. You could see him feeding in the distance, and I'm just thinking... That's all this guy's got is doze out here. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna see this whole time <laughs>
0: just shitting on Austin. Stuck me in the guard hole, <laughs> put me in the back forty.
2: But it was good. There's a lot of there was there was a lot of activity. I, you know, it's day one. It's not my farm, but you still got to figure it out, type of deal. So mm-hmm. weather was good. It, we, I think we had an east wind that first day, or a west, we had a west wind. It was switching to yeah. east the next day. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, hopes are looking up, and it wasn't real eventful that first night, but looking at deer cast and everything else stuff was going to start getting good the next couple days so Mm -hmm. i was getting excited
1: yeah we had about a five-day window there where deer cast was looking really good so i told him i said you got five or six good days of hunting here i'd like to see you kill him you know the first part of the hunt because that's honestly it's when your conditions are going to be ideal everything's kind of lining up yeah um so he hunted that first day and didn't see much and then the wind switched down to the east I said, I got this little, this small little six or seven acre field that hadn't been hunted yet. And it's just, it's got a lot of corn in it that I, that had gotten knocked over with the combine. I was pissed off. It was my last seven acres. So I just plowed through it. (laughs) And, uh, your goiner wouldn't pick it up. Moral of the story is my machine wasn't running right and it was raining on me. So I'm trying to scramble through the last six acres. Couldn't see
0: through the rain in that blue glass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So. I knew there was probably going to be some deer feeding in that, and that night, I got a picture of two Mondos, and this deer was one of them, mm-hmm. and I'm like, we got to get you in that little field, so he hunted the field that night, and what you end up seeing that night in the little field? Oh,
2: like, Christ, what, two, two does, I think? Big night. Oh, yeah, big night. Nice. The best part was you got Money's those, worth he right got there. those two pictures about 10 minutes after I got in my truck, too, so they, oh, were, really? they were right there right after I left.
0: That makes you feel good.
2: Oh, absolutely! It didn't yeah. blow them out. They were still on their feet. So, and the wind was blowing the direction where they were too. Mm-hmm. So, I knew that we were still in good shape there, especially.
0: Right. right. It's probably better you got out when you when you did. Now, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I got out late too. I waited for it to get dark, but the moon was so because the field was full of deer, and mm-hmm. the moon was so bright it was casting a shadow. You got it. I got out pretty late, but at the same point those deer were there, and I didn't spook them, so I knew that was still a good sign. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So we hunted that hunted that little field that night and didn't see much. So we're kind of trying to get our game plan together. And I, the wind was right for three different stands that next day. I'm like, let's just wait, see what happens, kind of game plan. In the morning, we'll get a game plan because he's setting mornings out. I talked him into just sleeping in the mornings. We'll just set the mornings out in the late season, um, hunt the primo, evening set. Yeah. And 8.30 that morning, I was sitting on my couch, I think we just ate breakfast. Yeah. And I said, holy shit, look at this thing. And the camera that I just set up about two days before you got down, right on that CRP field, going in, we get a daylight picture of this monster going in to bed in the CRP, and beautiful picture. Um, we'll, we'll, I'm assuming we'll use that picture in this video podcast, yep. but market it down now. Yep. So he's going in, and you kind of think this in your head. It's like it's eight thirty. He's probably going to be bedding down pretty quick like he's honestly probably within 100 200 yards of his bed right now so i told kayler that i said you're going to go to this ground blind and you're going to sit there and he's going to come out and he's going to give you a 40 yard shot and we're going to be done on day number three Mm -hmm. just kind of joking around but i mean very hopeful you know we've seen this deer go in so i knew when this deer is going to come out and feed he's probably going to get eyeballs on this deer
0: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah and especially where this deer went in i mean it was pretty close to where you park your truck when you pull into the farm so the way you did it, you had to hide my truck, and it was a whole different route to get in there. And mm-hmm. I guess the one thing we skipped is we've, you had deer blowing up your cameras all day.
1: Yeah, there was some some decent movement that day.
2: Until yep. 10, 1030 in the morning. Yep. No kidding. Yeah. Hmm. The deer cast was looking great. The barometer was rising. The, it was the first north wind in a while.
1: Ten yeah. low. Conditions were money. Yeah. Yep. Everything was lining up. Everything was perfect other than the red moon was still like two or three days out. It's yep. the only thing that wasn't perfectly aligned. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I got in there and hid my, pulled in further than you you actually drive by where you're going to be hunting, you know. It, well, I'm assuming with you in there and farm equipment and you know just a, being a vehicle, but yeah, there's a good low spot and hid the truck good and was able to sneak in down a ravine and get in there just smooth i went in early i was in probably about eleven
1: thirty.
2: Mm-hmm. so i'm well it's gonna be a long day oh damn I don't yeah see nothing yeah
1: that crp is kind of elevated so i was worried about that deer spotting him when he come in so i told him i said get along this timber line if you can keep your profile low when you approach that ground blind try to stay as low as you can and get in there and he said he, he said he texted me he's like well i got in i didn't see any flags get up yeah, yeah
2: it, was, it was good getting in especially that finger ridge that i run down through i'm i was for first as thick as it is in there i can't believe i didn't hear anything blow out i didn't see any flake. doesn't mean he didn't bump yeah, something, yeah but yeah. it felt good you know mm-hmm. and I, just one of those
1: nights where you just you know you got a good feeling everything the vibe is right the vibe is right you know the
0: vibe when it's yeah. on it's on i
1: yeah. think you sent out a snapchat that evening said something like sometimes it just feels right
2: yeah i think i put it on my instagram
1: a little cocky Little
2: cocky. I've had that feeling three times in my life, though, and it's never steered me wrong. But it did. It just. It was one of those nights. Everything just felt right.
0: That night when you lost your virginity, and what was the other one?
2: The other virginity. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I was going to make a joke, but I I I do this, and then I fucking shoot myself in the foot, and I feel bad for making bad jokes that could be offensive to.
1: It's not a family show, but we got to keep it halfway clean. I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) I should know this. <laughs> it's my show.
2: <laughs> Anyways, we get in there. I get in. There. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb.
0: <laughs> I was going to say something. It might have went over well, but it might not have, so I just shut my fucking mouth.
2: Anyways, I get in there early. You know, you might see action. Austin to saying you might feel comfortable in there and come out and feed at 2 o'clock. You never yeah, know.
0: Yeah, you, you never do know.
2: But, I mean, the wind, you get in there and the window's just perfect. You know, just the blind, how you But want didn't it. you feel
0: good getting in there that early? Even though you're like, it's a long day of sitting, but like, you just like, Okay, now everything's going to settle down, and if he does come out,
1: it's just clean money from here on out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If there's if there's does out there feeding at 1 o'clock, you're safe. You're already in your spot. Yeah, yeah, you're not busting anybody and making things weird before you get
0: in
2: there. Yeah, where you come in at 1 o'clock and you pull and park your truck and there's three does in the field, it's like, well, fuck.
1: Yeah, he, yeah. Was
2: he just, did I just blow him out early? Or I know. Are, are they going to come back out and feed later? hmm Well, I sat there for most of the day and just— eyes glued to the glass especially now he showed me on onyx how the farm kind of laid out so you could kind of tell where you know i had a better idea where stuff yeah. might come from it's day three starting to figure things out i uh, didn't see much until three about three o'clock he last up with some turkeys in the crp but other than that wasn't a whole lot going on mm-hmm. but i remember that day one i saw those first does feeding he's got some brassicas out there probably five or six hundred yards Probably not
1: that far, yeah. Probably 300 from where you were sitting. i had yeah. a
2: judgment. Um, yeah. Oh, 415 is when I saw those first does the first night. So, mm-hmm. you know, 330's going around. I'm glued to my glass pretty hard. Right. And sure enough, here's two three does out in Nebraska's already. So I'm glassing them and glassing them and any horns out there I haven't seen a horn yet it's day three i didn't know what austin put me on here some type of dole farm
1: the gar hole, the gar hole. <laughs> pretty much you're gonna see something big or you're not gonna see anything
2: yeah that's pretty much anyways i'm glassing these doles awful hard and i hear you can just hear a bunch of just stomping and trash just something running to my right to my left and you can't see you know, 60 yards out into this field to my left but the way the blinds sit and, I'm a lefty, so Austin had it set up for a right-handed guy, so that was really cool.
1: Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Didn't realize he was a lefty until after he shot the deer. <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> nice. Anyways,
2: I dropped my binoculars, and I looked to my left, and about 60 yards, there's two does standing there, or not standing there, but running towards me, and sure shit, right behind him is this. just, all you see is just this one, this wide deer, short tines, but just a monster mm-hmm. chasing him head down tongue out mouth open just dogging these doors like it's november 1st no kidding just going hard at him.
1: and what day was this december 18th december eighteenth. just running them like the ruts on full bore
0: ross's third rut
1: it is yeah even getting kind of late for that well it'd be the second rut yeah but getting kind of late for that even usually you see that activity you know the first seven or eight days right after that right. they're kind of on food but that surprised me with this deer. He was he was running them hard.
2: He was running them hard, and they weren't big body deer. They were probably younger deer that yep. might have been you know later fawns, or mm-hmm. earlier fawns that are coming into their first cycle. I don't think they were this year's, but definitely could have been last year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they run over the knoll, and I lose them. And how close were they? Forty. He came out at forty yards, and by the time I saw him and dropped my binoculars and grabbed my rangefinder and bow, they were gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Austin said he's going to come right out into this field. He's going to be right at forty yards
1: great Mm -hmm. i was kind of joking when i said that and then he sent me a message he's like well he just run doze by me at 40 yards and he was going too fast i couldn't shoot i'm like well that actually kind of worked the way i said it was going to (laughs) i'm the lord
2: (laughs) well he said that and when he said that earlier that day i'm like well i'm confident i practiced you know 50 60 all year but i went out in the yard and i was dropping bombs feeling good so yeah bow was working the way it should have and Mm -hmm. like shot maybe a dozen arrows and that's it i'm gonna end on a good note well they run over this knoll and i lose them and i'm shaking like a leaf on a tree at this point just for sure just for the just for the uh you know the encounter probably a few minutes goes by and i glass him up he's running these does up into this braska field through this point and as soon as he runs into that field all you see is flags and i mean probably a half dozen eight does come out of there Mm -hmm. and lose him again it's kind of thick you're looking through a finger of woods <laughs> and before you know it all those does kind of feed onto this corn where i'm at mm-hmm. two 200 yards of the north and i'm like well sweet he's gonna follow all these does out well they all kind of cleared the plot and he was just up there eating for a little bit
0: mm-hmm. how far
2: well uh, he was in nebraska so probably 300 yards mm-hmm. those does were probably two one 200 mm-hmm. north of me and eventually, he 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 found his way out into the corn, and I lost him because the, the, it's kind of some rolling, not just knolls. Yeah, yeah. But all you could see, I finally glassed him up, and you couldn't see his, his throat patch, but you could see it from the bottom of his chin, the top of his rack. hmm I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. The goods. Well, so I'm going to get my binoculars up and you take You son it. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my binoculars up, and I'm going to take this sweet Snapchat video of it and send it to Austin. It looks like I have Parkinson's disease trying to take this video. <laughs> I could <laughs> tell there
1: was antlers, but that's about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just, just, it's hard enough to get a video of your phone through binoculars, let alone something like that. Right, right. It's probably been a half hour. And then <laughs> he kind—he starts chasing the doe around again, and they, feed back into this bo- they run back into this bottom, and I lose them. All the does feed back in there. Yeah. And all of a sudden you can see them, and they fed back up into the brass because they're just making a circle, just too small of a circle for... To be in, you know, the wheelhouse or anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Beer. Mm-hmm. Beer break. You're mouth's gonna... getting
2: dry. <laughs> Take uh, your time, man.
0: You need another beer? You got I got one on the floor. Grab her. Get her ready, man. No pressure. Whoa,
2: oh, nope. Here, let me
1: get you
0: party another beer. Party foul. A lot of uh, pressure. Is there another beer um, around here?
2: <laughs> yeah? I got some here. You yet.
0: want me to go get you another beer? i will go get you another beer.
2: No, I'm good.
0: Hey, we got all day, man. This is a working glass bow hunter. I'll get you a beer because I'm going to grab myself one. Anybody else need a beer? You want me to pause? Herm's got a beer.
1: Oh, perfect. There you go. You're go. not above a bush light, are you? No. What are they Especially drinking? You Wisconsin?
2: Light. Bush light. <laughs> Miller light. Okay. Girl stuff.
0: I want you to be comfortable, man. Get your beers. That's what we do here. I'm actually drinking a crown and squirt. I went with the bullet and squirt. I did the old fashioned style. I'm a bullet fan. It's good shit. Well Kaylor gets his you can crack the other beer, man. Get comfy, man. I don't Oh, you, I'm comfy. You're going into the goods. Um I just, yeah, I don't, I don't want you to rush your story, because I, dude, this is a cool story. I like that the the buildup. It's almost cool that he teased you, teased me for this. We're going on forty five minutes now. It's been forty five minutes since until you saw him come back out.
2: It's been forty five minutes since he originally came into the field, and I gotcha. I have lost him for probably ten of it, and so I've been watching him the rest of the time.
0: Oh, so you got? <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this because I didn't ask. On your podcast, I didn't ask you, directly so if you if you like stared at the racks. Well, you, you kind of alluded to that. like When a yeah. buck comes out, do you stare at the rack? Or do you like look and go, oh, shit, okay, now just look where you want to put the arrow? Yeah, you kind of just blurt
3: out a little bit, that's- especially whenever you're at full draw for a while.
0: Yeah, that's what I do. I don't know what you do when or what you guys do when you have a shooter come out. Because it sounds like you were
2: staring at rack. I was, 100%. <laughs> well, I had in the counter earlier this year on October 24th of what then would have been my biggest year to date back at home. And it was one to where I could tell he was big and it was just, I put my binoculars right away again, waited for it, but I didn't, I enjoyed it. I ended up muffing the shot, hit him low, ended up living. Mm -hmm. But I didn't enjoy the encounter as much as I should have.
0: Cause you got like worked up over it or something from looking at the road. I
2: didn't want to get worked up over it. Yeah. And I still missed him. Yeah. Missed my mark.
0: Right. I gotcha.
2: But this time I'm like, I want to enjoy it. And have it, but at the same point, I now I'm shaking for an hour, <laughs> right, <laughs> breathing right. heavy, like he's at, like I, just, I already shot him.
1: I've kind of built this deer up a little bit too. Like every t- every picture I show him, I I try to explain how special this deer is as a big eight, and yeah. w- and we got that picture that morning. I'm like, dude, you don't even understand what you're getting ready to go in and hunt right now. He's like, don't tell me that. Well, <laughs> you know, I I
0: I see both sides of this, but I think it's
1: good that you did that because.
0: You get a deer like this in the wheelhouse, and someone who isn't expecting what he is. This deer is fucking insane. He's a moose. This deer is insane looking, like a big giant eight like this. You know, you tell a deer. I mean, anybody that knows big eights knows like what this is, right? What did you tell a guy who wants to be cocky about it and who's not going to admit how big this deer really is? you say, oh, yeah, he's a mid-60s. Yeah, eight. I
1: shot a 160s. Well, I got two 170s at home. Yeah, sure you do. But. Yeah, but listen, bitch, you don't get it. Like <laughs> Guys that know deer
0: will look at this deer and appreciate it differently. Guys yeah. who truly know deer. Guys that want to be cocky about deer will act like they don't see how massive this well, we thing is. We talk
1: about big frames all the time. It's hard to beat that frame. A deer like this, if you're not
0: ready for it, will fold you the fuck up and you will miss yeah. fast if you're not expecting something like that. That deer
2: will rattle anybody,
0: anyone.
1: To make it
2: better, I was at Austin's—a whopping ten minute—making myself at home in his basement, and he brings the sheds down. And he goes, "Here, whack off to these if you want to for the next couple of days."
1: <laughs> you I said that, gonna, like I brought it. I brought it down to him. Spe- like he's specifically hunting this deer when he gets to my house. I'm like, "Here, here's some eye candy for you." I think I might have said what you just said, but you definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little eye candy. There. Austin tried
0: to be more PG when he
1: retold yeah, the story. I, like I said, it's a—it's not a family show, but we got to keep it halfway PG. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs>
2: I wasn't missing that blooper after I remembered it.
0: Okay, so Austin's worse than I am. Turns out, and uh, you got me. Okay, going back in, we're back on our feet. We got another beer, and uh, so you're sending that Snapchat.
1: You can't tell what it is in the Snapchat. I knew that. I knew it was him, but I was just giving him shit. Like you look a little shaky there, bud. <laughs> if, so. you, if
2: I, I haven't saved it in my phone, if you listen
1: to it, you can physically
2: still hear me yeah. breathing. Just. <laughs> in the background and he's 200 yards away and he hasn't been within 40 yards for 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm just and he he pulled together, man. He came when he came back out into that field Spend and I sent that mic. Snapchat. I, I texted him when he was back in that corn. He goes He sent me this text. I didn't see it until later after I shot the deer, but he goes, "Remember, it's just another deer." And I wish I would have saw that before cuz it probably would have calmed me down a little bit. Yeah. But he did. He, he finally
1: I knew he was like there was a good chance you were going to get an opportunity at that deer, so I tried to get in his head a little bit. I'm yeah. like, if you do get that deer close, you know, have fun with it. Like it's just a deer. Have fun. Take your time. Execute a good shot. Don't Great. get stirred up.
0: Great advice. Yep. Too
2: definitely. Uh, yeah. And then, so I I could see him back in Nebraska again. Now there's a, just a pile of doles with him, but he is the only antler there is. So I'm like, God, there's nothing. There's nothing to even get him stirred up besides these doles, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, he's chasing them. All they got to do is just come. I'm kind of on a fence line. All they got to do is run over this way to that next finger of woods, and they'll bring him right by me. Well, all those does, they finally start feeding out of them brassicas right towards me. Mm-hmm. I'm Like, oh, this is money.
0: Yeah, so you're getting you're making Play Doh snakes at this point.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because my hands weren't sweating at all. So it was perfect Play Doh <laughs> right. snake. Because it was there. cold, right? <laughs> yeah, it was freezing. But <clears throat> they feed. 13 does come out of that brassica field and feed within 30 to 40 yards of me and stop. Mm. I'm like, well, oh, this is just perfect. 13 does, he's nowhere to be seen. Finally, I don't know, 10 minutes goes by, about 15 minutes before shooting time, and there's a little knoll right about 50 yards of that last dose stand. I am all range 40, 50 yards. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm
2: just like, where Where did he go? He's not in Nebraska. He's not in the field. Where did he go and why did he leave? I mean, all the does that were out there, the ones you were chasing, are right in front of me. Mm-hmm. If he was chasing them that hard, you'd think he'd be right here now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't. And what was it? Now we got got down 10 minutes before shooting time, so it's starting to get dark. I'm in a blind, so it's already getting dark. And you can look over this knoll, and you just start seeing tines and tines and then rack. And I'm like, oh shit, there he is. Grab my rangefinder, click 40, click 37, click, 35, 30, 25, and my hands on my HHA, and I'm dialing him. Like, he's still walking at me, and just crank 20, bottomed it up. <laughs> and he's still walk- and he's staring directly. We're, we're locked, our eyes are locked.
1: And Kayler previously got out, you've got out of your chairs, so you're on your knees in the blind, right? I am, yeah. Those doors were there, and I realized where
2: those doors were standing, there's no way, the way this blind set up, I was going to be able to make a shot. Your so. guy
1: didn't set you up for a left handed shot, he set you up for a right handed shot, so you had to improvise.
2: Yeah, if I had an air or something, I would have been fine. But I didn't.
1: <laughs> Until
0: your generator went off.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had 60 gallons with me.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're on your knees, you're ready.
2: Yeah, I'm on my knees, I'm ready, my gloves are off, and I'm clicking. He's, he's closing from 50 he's coming right at me he's wide and he can't see me it's getting dark enough to where i know i'm blended in concealed in back
0: in the blind yeah. yeah
2: but all i see is rack a lot of it walking right at me and all of a sudden he breaks that 30 mark and he's still coming so i crank it back to zero yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah <there we> go. <laughs> <laughs> Right at the climax. (laughs) About to bust.
2: Daddy's about to bust. So I I clip on. Sorry. No, you're good. You burped.
0: You can't expect me not to hit that
2: button. Oh, no. I'd expect you to hit it again. Um, Don't do it. I won't. (laughs) I'll do it. Um. He's 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 closing. He's within thirty now, and I I learned this summer to gap shoot with my bow. So I know if my bow set at twenty five, that I'm four inches high at twenty and four inches low at thirty. Mm-hmm. And at twenty, I just pull a little high. If he's out there, mm-hmm. well, he's still coming at me. So I click on and I go to draw, and as and he's still walking right at me. But he was he's either going to turn or he's going to walk into me. Mm-hmm. So well, I go to draw, and I didn't realize it at the time, but the moleskin on my and my drop away was gone it wasn't gone but it was wore through mm-hmm. and i drew and you just hear that ee- yeah and he just pegs me just now we're locked eyes but now he's looking at me yeah and he didn't step back like a lot of times i do he just <clears throat> just started the turn and as soon as he turned i just just let it go mm-hmm. and it. How, how far 25 yards
0: 25
2: 25 yards and i heard the whack but i'm like god my my knock didn't turn on i'm like well that's sweet it's the fourth year i put that arrow through it was my best shooting arrow so i just kind of kept shooting it yeah should have changed my knock never did didn't turn on i'm like oh that's pretty sweet nice yeah so
0: d- you didn't see where the arrow
2: went nothing no I, I i could see the impact it looked good i'm on my knees so it's kind of weird you're, you know you're almost in him being on that knoll you're almost shooting up a little bit but
0: mm-hmm.
2: it looked just money couldn't see perfect but you could see a good impact right it sounded yeah. good it was a pop yeah he took off i dropped my bow i'm looking out the blind he's going 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 and stops well i had that deer i had earlier this year ran for about the same distance about 80 yards and stopped and then walked away mm-hmm. i'm like don't be doing this again yeah I'm waiting for it just for him to start walking off all of a sudden before you know it tips over stands back up oh shit and he's standing there I'm like what the hell and i mosey around If I have binoculars. Pull my binoculars up on him and you can just see the blood just pouring out of both. Just pouring.
0: No kidding.
2: Just dumping. And Austin saw it on the recovery. I mean, there is blood. There's a lot of blood. Everywhere. No just kidding. Just dumping. So I'm like, well, that's a pretty, like, probably a pretty good sign.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he aced the shot. Like, you missed heart by an inch or two. I mean, just double lung acing. team.
2: And I don't even know if I, I might have taken an
1: artery off the top for how much blood there was.
2: Finally... He stood there probably for close to a minute and a half, if not two minutes. I mean, it felt like 15, but he stood there for a long time. You know, just legs locked, just yeah, probably dead standing there. He's but just
0: trying to – It's like he's already knocked out. He's just trying to make that eight count and he ain't going to make it.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I mean, he's probably dead standing there, but his muscles are just locked. And finally he tips over the last time and doesn't move and I watched him for probably close to 10 minutes before I called Austin because I was afraid he was going to get up <laughs>
1: Right, yeah. Well, I'm watching my phone the whole time because I knew at 4 o'clock this deer is on his feet, and he's watching him, and that's when you're in the chips. Like, when you see yeah. him that early, you got a good chance. Yeah. And the clock keeps ticking by, and I got the shaky snap, and— I'm getting this play-by-play, like he's in Nebraska, now he's in the corn, and I hadn't heard from him for a half hour, and it's, you know, it's 15, 20 minutes past shooting light now, and I get the call. I'm like, okay, he should be walking out right now, but he's calling me. And I answer it, and then...
2: I don't even know if Austin could be even make out what I was saying, but I was just, he's he, you know you know the call yeah
1: Uh-huh. the yeah, call he's no
2: he's not he, yeah he is I, I just watched him lay there for 15 minutes to make sure he didn't get up he's he's down he's no he, he shit didn't go a hundred yards
1: <laughs> what'd you do well he told me that he'd watch the deer fall over and then get back up and then fall over again I'm like let's just be safe with all this shit that's went on with my buck last thing I want to do is bump one right yeah so. You just sit in that blind, hold tight, make your phone calls, enjoy the moment. I'm I'm at my mom's Christmas right now, so give me a few minutes. And I got my buddy, actually my neighbor, is gonna come down, pick me up. We're gonna come down there and enjoy the celebration.
2: Well, I called him and he's like, Why don't you just, you know, wait a few more minutes and then I didn't want to I told him I didn't want to walk up in this deal without anyone else being there. Mm-hmm. I did not. I wanted the you know, just the first reactions to be with everyone else and we had the coyote talk, how fast they can get on him, and yeah, this deer died directly between me and my truck, mm-hmm. just perfectly. Yeah, It's dark out. My phone's dying. So I'm walking towards my truck, and I, all of a sudden, I look over, and 15 yards of my head, I can, just, I can see the body laying there. Yeah, And I kept my hat down and walked over. So
0: you didn't get like a sneak peek?
2: I didn't want to see the rack. I walked <laughs> over so I could see his ass, and I took my jacket off. I took my vest off. I took my bow, my binoculars, every loose article of clothing I had on top of him. I got the hell out of there, and then I called Ross. I told him exactly what I told Austin. I so
0: Ross called me. I was out like doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. I got a call from Ross. Hey, the giant's dead. I'm going over to help him out and take po- photos and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I'd come with you, but I'm, I was in town. The way other direction, I'm like, no shit. All right, send me pictures. Never got any pictures. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he did call me. He's like, I'm going to help him out.
2: Well, I call Ross and I go, what are you doing? And I told him. He's like, oh, I just took my jacket off. I'm putting it right back on now, though, I guess. Uh-huh. And he, he must have flew because he was, felt like he was there in five minutes.
1: Yeah. He think, beat me there. I'm he was there I, before I was. Just
2: thinking, I think awesome's little upset that Ross got to see him first. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs>
1: I've been dreaming about this deer for over a year, and you guys both got to see him before me. I was kind of pissed. <laughs>
2: well, Ross got, some really, got my first reaction video walking up and everything, so I got all awesome. that. Yeah. So I'm really happy that I just decided to take the time. And, and you always say, enjoy the moment. Yep. And that's why I wanted Austin or Ross to be there before we did anything. Mm-hmm.
0: So. For sure. That's so, incredible. Yeah. It was definitely, so what was the reaction, man?
2: I Speechless still to this point, speechless. I woke up, and I, I walked up. I couldn't believe how big it was. We lost him actually when we drove back our trucks back out there. I lost him. I had to go back to the blind and follow the blood trail. Oh really? Yeah. Well, he blends in with that corn so perfect. You tell you finally see him and his rack sticks up twelve yeah. inches above the corn stalks. Oh man! So I mean, pick when you pick him up, brow tines were the first thing I saw. Yeah, of course. I mean, they just his his right brow tine is the longest time.
0: <laughs> which is wild. Yeah, I mean, how long is it? Nine and change,
2: nine and five-eighths.
0: And how wide? 23. 23 inside. Beams, 27 and 28, I think. 28 and
2: 27 and five-eighths. Yep. Wow. Those are some beams, man. And his mass at the bases is four and five-eighths, and he carries it all the way out. That's
0: a specimen of a clean eight-pointer.
1: Yeah, no, No. not an inch burr anywhere on him. The deer is going to net. He ended up, what I grossed him at, and you know me, I'm a little stingy with the tape, but I tried not to be on this deer. I tried to give him the time length that he had, so I think he's really going to score right around 165. I think i come up with 164 and five-eighths, um, but he's going to net 160 to 161 as, a, as just a perfectly clean eight. You don't
0: see eights net like that.
1: And he doesn't have a tie over 10 inches.
2: He's got 4 and eighth of an inches of deductions from what we went yeah. off
1: of. Beams, mass, and brows. When I walked up on him, I said, that deer's mid-60s. I mean, just seeing him on the ground, I, he's bigger than what I thought he was. I was guessing 155, 160, and he ended up being 165.
2: I think I said 40s at one time when he was laying there, just because I didn't want to get my hopes up.
1: You <laughs> said 40s? I think
2: so. I mean, I might not have said that out loud, but I said to myself, like, this deer's probably, like, 145. But it's
0: weird, though, when you look at your own deer. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I have, like, a block. Like, I have to... Like, I shot my buck, and I sent some snaps and some pictures of Austin. It's like, that buck's got to be over 160. I'm like, I don't know. And I was like, maybe. I don't know. I can't, like, mentally look at my own deer and judge them. It's
1: tough when it's your own deer.
0: but Isn't I, that weird? Because it's just a deer. Like, how many deer do you look at that you could be like, oh, yeah, that buck's over 160. But then if I were to shot that, I'd be like, I'd probably do the same thing you're doing. Like, he's probably 153.
2: Well, I didn't want to get my hopes up for one. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: That's also a factor. I was right? just...
2: More ecstatic that he was. It's been. A, it was a really long year from hitting that deer in October. Happy that he ended up living. I mean, he was. a i showed Austin the pictures. He was on a high fifties, low sixties deer, mm-hmm. and so just. It's been a long year. Longest I've not the most time I've put in the tree stand, but the longest into the season I've hunted.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, congratulations, man! That's an absolute freaking brood of an eight pointer. It's. uh They just don't come around like that.
1: No, I. I actually mentioned this deer on Leah's podcast. I went down one night and hunted that deer after I found out that he was alive. And uh, I'm glad that it happened the way that it did. You know, I got to kill my number one. I got to kill Leah's buck. And then I got to watch you put an arrow through this guy. I mean, you you can't dream the season up. As, as, a, as an outfitter and a hunter, I had a dream season this year.
0: This season has been so good to us. Yep and the only person that really needs to mop it up is ross and that's
1: well, just ross hasn't hunted he's a late season king his time's coming it's just getting good for ross well
0: yeah and it's not that ross has had bad luck he hasn't had opportunity to have luck of any kind right. really because he's, he's, hunted he's three
1: times and he's already seen like two or three good ones so yeah he's he's doing fine yeah he's due
0: but man i mean just
1: the year everyone is having is just incredible
0: um but congratulations man i'm happy for you
2: thank you i greatly appreciate it
0: hey good way to get you on the podcast for the first time huh
2: yeah no kidding
0: we all we've all killed some stuff this everybody at the table's killed some good ones this year
2: it's been five years since my last good one really You beat my yeah i was a 146 i killed in 17 so he beat my last best by 19 inches. but you also
0: have a boone and crockett wisconsin black bear too which is yeah, awesome yeah. how big you just had your black 20 bear? flat fucking gigantic dude the skull's <laughs> insane you you taking my bear's just shy of 18 the one i killed in wyoming and then your skull it looks like a different
1: species two, two inches doesn't sound like a lot but when you look at a bear's skull it's two inches different there's a lot of difference it's incredible yeah. isn't it
2: and he hung it 398 pounds that was all guts in him so
0: see i don't know if that's heavy or not for that's a 20 big, inch that's, that's, that's a, a big, big bear. bear yeah yeah that makes me think my bear is a lot smaller body weight than what it was.
1: Probably similar to what mine was. Two, two and a quarter. Yeah. I'd guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because yours your you have two eighteen inch bears, right?
1: I got a seventeen and an eighteen. Seventeen sow and an eighteen boar.
0: Ross has got two twenty inch uh, bears.
1: I think he's got a nineteen and change and then one that's real close to twenty if it's not twenty. Crazy. Yeah.
0: Your your skull just look like I feel like it's like the bone is thick on it's your all skull. The milk, all that Wisconsin all milk milk and cheese.
2: <laughs> just rolls them thick.
0: Eating garbage cheese curds out of the back of the old...
2: You think we don't finish the bag? You think that's what we're feeding bears?
0: Wow. I don't know. It's that old
2: Casey's cheese. That junk Casey's pizza is what we feed them.
0: Hold pizzas. on. Hold on. What do you eat? What kind of pizza do you eat? Oh, quick trip. Oh, shit. We get, get out, bag and get bag. out of Bag milk. <laughs> is, is that the, the one with bag milk?
2: Yeah, they have bag of milk.
0: You buy the plastic thing to put your milk in? You
2: don't have to. I usually buy the plastic thing. It's called the jug, and it comes in the jug. Okay, so
0: if you don't buy the jug, what do you put it in? Do you just have a bag of milk in your fridge? Yeah. Then what? How do you drink it?
2: You put it in, like, a juice container.
0: Yeah, like, that's too much it, fucking work. Just they're free. Buy a gallon of milk. Yeah, yeah, get the
1: fuck out of here. Yeah, what the fuck are you
0: doing? <laughs> you know what? That buck's staying here with us. you <laughs> Oh, you got me spilling myself. Talking shit about Casey's Pizza. It's trash. Too good to put put milk in a gallon jug. You cut off. You cut off. Get (laughs) fucking done, son. Hey, you guys are from Iowa. You guys are Casey's? Oh, yeah. That's right. You're on Kayla. I know you're a big dude, but I'm going to beat your ass, all right? That's fine. Stab you with this
1: 11-inch brow kind. Yeah, stab you with your own deer.
2: (laughs) I, I can't thank Austin enough for the hospitality him and Leah put on, though, the whole time. It was absolutely incredible. And then for him to let me take the sheds with me was something I never would have dreamed of. So I'm well, I'm really thankful.
1: Casey handed me the sheds, you know, she found them on my farm. So mm-hmm. the sheds went to me and I said, whoever kills that deer is going to get the sheds. And I'll do that with any sheds that I have. Fair. So I- I'd want somebody to do that for me if they had the sheds. So no, man, it's going to make an awesome display for you. And This deer looks impressive sitting here now, but when you get that thing mounted and you get him up on the wall, stupid. It's going to take a big, big deer to make him look small. Stupid. So, what are you doing for a mount? Because you're going to
0: Old Barn. Yep.
2: I took him to Old Barn this morning to get him cap. So, I'm going to do a wall pedestal looking left with the looking left but straight and then ears slightly relaxed. Mm -hmm. Try to show off his width.
0: Good move. And then you have a setup for the shed antlers.
2: Yeah. I got Austin recommending that rack up system and I actually got him in really really fast i got him yesterday and i already put him in so had him hung up in my garage and crazy to think how big those sheds looked on that thing and then the, just to know that he's bigger than that is yeah like crazy
0: so you're gonna do like the mount the rack hub right next to each other
2: yeah i think so i'm not sure yet i got a vaulted ceiling in my living room so it's they're 14 foot ceiling so it's mm-hmm. kind of weird i don't know how i'm gonna do it yet but
0: yeah you don't want to hang them too high because you don't get to enjoy it you almost got to get him eye-level-ish.
2: I know. I got to figure out something. It'll, we got, I got a 146, a 154, and then a 130 in there, so it's going to...
0: Full mount him, and then, <laughs> I mean, why not, right? You got the space?
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> I got a full mount bear in there.
0: Oh, is that other bear's full mounted?
2: Oh, yeah, on a base.
0: Hey, guys. Interrupting again. We apologize, but I hope you understand. We'll make it quick. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Thermoseat. Uh, man right now you should be thinking about coyote hunting i think uh, especially austin and all of us yeah we've got a score to settle with the coyotes this winter we we'll are getting some revenge and we have a thermo seat buckled to us the entire time uh the wedge is always on us because you don't need a tree to sit upon if you got to plop down and hurry up and
1: and shoot off your knee for a coyote yeah you can do that between turkey hunting and coyote hunting that wedge gets put to work that is a nice setup it's It's the best setup, I think.
0: Um, we put them to work during deer season, of course. but right now, it's like when you gotta run and gun and get on the ground or sit for a long time on the ground, having to not sit on your knees while you're calling and or waiting on a turkey where you have to be still is a difference in being successful sometimes and not. Yep. Um, I don't know about you, but like my knees and ankles will fall asleep and then I'm just fucked from there.
1: Yeah, I'm getting old. So I can, on that knee position, when you're trying to sit on your knees, I can do that for about five minutes and then I'm done. Your old dusty bones start to hurt. (laughs) My knees are cracking.
0: (laughs) It's like scaring coyotes off. But um, I mean, yeah, that wedge, look into that. If you don't have one of those, um, code WCTS could get you into one of those for a little less money uh, than full retail with our code and, of course, HHA Sports, um, single pin sides, drop-away rest, stabilizer setups, um, American-made. Um, they support our veterans, and they offer a lifetime warranty uh, with their products. So if something happens to it, just hit them up, and they'll take care of you. It literally would be the last accessories for a bow you, you'll ever need to buy. So if you're a guy that switches out his bow over a few years, and you don't want to worry about buying new accessories at the same time you get a new bow, get in some HHA stuff, uh, code WCB15. Um, my right. voice is going out again from doing trade shows. And you hear it starting to like
1: starting to crack a little bit. Starting to crackle. a We're doing... still recouping. It's only been a couple days.
0: It, trade shows burn burn your voice out. Uh, victory archery, victory arrows, uh, rip TKOs. I know, I know. Um, and usually the VAP SS's, right. Yep. So there was a lot of controversy with arrows and carbon and all that. Like any, anybody that man, does manufacture with carbon with like the supply delays and COVID bullshit and all that. Uh, we addressed that on an upcoming episode with victory and he breaks that down. But uh, man, we're really proud to work with victory. It's an arrow. We shot uh, well before even being partnered with victory. It just, you know, happened to work out and, Um, great people. Steve at victory,
1: uh, man, that guy has some stories to tell. He's got some interesting stories. That's going to make for a cool podcast.
0: I want to have him on again already. Like a full, full length episode. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we can get him. He's, you know, they live all They're all from California. So we need to get them out. The dude is fascinating. Grew up in India and some of the crazy stories he tells us about on that victory pot. We talk more about India and like the crazy shit he's done. than we do arrows. (laughs) So, uh, pretty cool. Great people there at victory. It, It does feel like family, which is awesome. And that goes into, like, our next segues, is, like, Huntworth clothing and camo and hunting gear. Like, Huntworth has been such an amazing partnership for us, like, you know, that we are included. Like, they reach out to us. We're in constant contact. We've built such a great relationship with the people at Huntworth. Um, what do you think? What can we change? Like, they really care about clothing being optimal for bow hunters, and they really they really care about the best value um am in the best the best quality clothing you can get for the value on your dollar. And uh what's the other great thing is like Farm and Fleet carries it. Yep. Um I don't know if Fleet we don't have Fleet farm around here, but a lot of those like farm type stores carry Huntworth in their clothing section. Yeah.
1: It's easy to find it and I don't know how you're going to beat it for the money.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if you I don't know if you do. I don't think you can. I had it on my lion hunt. I had it on my mule deer hunt. It's it's really it's actually it's very impressive for how much it costs for the quality. Um, so give a hunt worth a shot. Their camos are awesome. Um, Tarnin, right now,
1: I, is one of my favorite patterns. A lot of compliments on the tarnin this year. Guys want to know what it was.
0: Yeah, Tarnin is great. Um, distortion's a great pattern. It's got a digital type look to it, but they're both great patterns. I wore Distortion earlier in the season, and then I got all my late season stuff in Tarnan. That's
1: exactly what I did.
0: Just separates it for me. Yeah, but
1: it's easy to pick out in the bag that way.
0: And I tested out some new pants and jackets and stuff for them. It's fucking awesome.
1: Looking forward to wearing that stuff next year for sure.
0: The new pants? are insane. Nice. Um, but anyway, Huntworth, man, uh, glad to be partnered with that. Check them out. Um, and uh, tell, tell them that we sent you. So that way they know. That supports us, man, and good vibes. Back to the episode. Sorry to take up your time, but we got to
3: do it. Love you guys. Hey, everyone. Doug here with another mobile veteran shout-out. As always, they are brought to you by Operation HHA USA. You can go to HHAUSA.org and check them out. This veteran shout-out submitted by Jared Still. And the veteran is Ryan Black. For the branches as National Guard. Says here wanting to give my cousin slash brother Ryan a shout out. He was an E-4 specialist. Spent six years starting in 04. From July 2007 to July 2008. While under the 1138 Supper Company. He was in Baghdad Iraq. Performing route clearance and clearing bombs. While I was dropping meat and laying pipe. There he was blown up nine times. Which is insane. Through all that. In a rough upbringing, he has remained a great person that would give you the shirt off his back, and is an amazing father. Works his ass off and has been a sole provider for them for most of their life. He isn't the he isn't the type who asks for credit, but definitely deserves it. Says we grew up chasing everything Missouri has to offer, from frogs to deer. He doesn't he doesn't have much time to do to hunt as he used to, but still gets around to it. So thanks for spending that, Jared, and thank you for your service, Ryan. Hopefully, uh everything's going good. And uh good luck to you guys this season.
0: You got an old lady at home? Not yet. No, you I don't, go to her house. You don't need one. You're good. <laughs> Everyone in here shaking their head no. You don't need one.
2: Not at my house. I'll just go to her house. It's easier that way, it's cleaner.
0: Uh, that's a good move. It's a good move. Well, congrats, man. Do you want to shout out your Instagram or give any shout outs to anybody? I would uh, say Instagram just because that's what everybody's on now.
2: Yeah, my Instagram is just Kaylor George. My name, no spaces, no, nothing fancy. Just Kaylor George. Um,
0: you might want to spell that because we said your name wrong for like the first two years we knew it you. It doesn't yeah. look
1: like Kaylor when you read
2: it. No, it's, it's K E H L E R and then George, just the generic spelling. So, and then the one person I do want to shout out is my buddy Chad. He does all my bow work for me. He did, actually just became an elite dealer.
0: No kidding, okay, yeah. so cool.
2: Keller Custom Archery in Sauk City, Wisconsin, so great prices, great dude.
0: Cool. So if you order your elites online, you can have them shipped there if you're from that area, and
2: yeah.
0: you guys win twice.
2: Yep. Yeah. My ritual, cool. I I love it, but I I might upgrade this year. Are you? I might. We'll see.
0: The ritual's a good bow, man.
2: I know. I don't want to put it down. Keep it. I might keep it. I might back up, though. It's
0: always fun to get a, another one new and mess around. Fun. Yeah. New is fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> new, <laughs> new is fun,
0: man. Goes with the girls, too, you know? It's fun. I mean, our wives don't listen. Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can have a girlfriend. Why do just I don't do that? Figure out. I just, like, you're
0: fucking trying, do this shit. Trying, you're just
1: trying to get in trouble. <laughs> I know. It's like
0: the whole episode, making fun of gay people.
1: <laughs> get pissing your wife off. Talking about whacking off. <laughs> that was you no that was they you you. Hey,
0: hey, don't turn this around on us well i said it. well but that I didn't
1: was bring the... it up on the podcast
0: <laughs> i said it but i'm not willing to say it publicly you'll have them days yeah, you know i'm not i'm never gonna be able to run for political office of any sorts i don't think we have to worry about that anyways you got hand tattoos you're right i'll work at fucking casey's for at quick trip though i'll tell you that at
1: least make it a casey's for christ's sakes gross i'll make
0: the best motherfucking casey's pizza you've ever seen with these hand tattoos yeah, what shut up what do you think i'm gonna do put milk into a bag at quick trip yeah. suck my ass yeah, feed Suck my bot fly hole. <laughs> 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 it's time to end the podcast on that thanks man hey thanks for being here guys uh you know what to do go shoot your bow
2: we love you